Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Wellbeing, Wellbeing Matters. Matters. Got it and, right this time. And Gareth Book Podcast. Oh, are you just stealing I'm, it? Well, not stealing it, but I think this is I think it's really important for my um, podcast listeners as well. So it's kind of a dual podcast. I've never done this before. So it's going on your podcast. In fact, actually, I did because when I did bills to bills to this with uh, with Dan, that went on my podcast and his as well. I like to do that because I think we have two different audiences. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a message relevant to them all. So, welcome, Susan. <laughs> what colour is that top you're wearing today? I'd say it's kind of a fluorescent yellowy green. So, and actually, if you want to see Sue's top she's wearing, this episode, and it's the first one I've done for a while like this, and certainly the first from Better 25-7, is it's on our YouTube channel we're recording it. So, I know, and you told me before I had time to kind of... Quaff my hair and put some slap on. Oh, no, it's just one simple camera. We're just going to record it. So if you do prefer to, re- to listen to your content <coughs> um, on on a, on a podcast via a video, you can do that now on YouTube. So if you go to better27.com, you'll find us link there to his YouTube channel. And if you search for Gareth Boot on YouTube, you'll find me. So uh, s- say hello to our people on, in YouTube world. Hello, YouTube world. Right. Back to the content. So this is a very topical um, podcast today. And specifically because it's January, or as some people are calling it, Veganuary. It's become a, a a regular thing now. A regular thing since two thousand and fourteen. Yes, in two thousand and fourteen, people came up with this idea of going meat free. Actually, more specifically, animal product free, going vegan for one month, the month of January. And it became known as Veganuary. So, if you aren't aware with that term, you know where have you been? I wonder if you do. Would you do Veganuary and Dry January? At the same Some time. people do dry January. That's another thing that became popular. Um, but that's kind of merged as well into something else. We'll talk about this because what I think is important is today is about discussing our views on Veganuary. So this is all we're going to talk about here. But we will bring in some other things about lifestyle changes because that that's relevant to where you are right now, actually, with your continued sobriety. sobriety. I love that word. So today is, is, is going to talk about our kind of experiences now. This is our second year doing Veganuary. Um, but for, if you listen to some of our previous podcasts or you look at our stuff online, um, you'll know that we're pretty much, um, I will say plant-based, because we're going to talk about the difference between vegan and plant-based as, as we go through this podcast. But we haven't eaten any meat um, for, tw- for over 12 months now, have we? No. And that pretty much started... Not for us. It wasn't Veganuary it started, actually. We did the October. It started October about October for a month. In 2017. I know, 18. 18, yeah. 2018, we, we decided to have a month off the meat. And the reason I want to talk about Veganuary today is it's everywhere. It's it's very um, it's very in vogue. It's very, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a hip thing to it's Certainly to at the moment it's mentioned. And the, also the reason I wanted to mention it today was um, I've just... I spent a couple of hours, actually a lie, I spent an hour <laughs> with my son this morning. I picked my son up and he wanted just to nip and get some stuff and he wanted something to eat and he, uh, he chose to go to an establishment I don't visit myself very much at all these days, which is um, KFC. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken. So everyone know what KFC is, but KFC are the first of the major outlets to do something which they've gone for a, a vegan a vegan chicken burger. So although you have been the, talking about this for days, I wanted to try it for days because I knew we do this podcast. I bet you podcast. made him go there. I kind of, um, I encouraged him to consider yeah. McDonald's. Um, sorry, KFC. It's very difficult, really, with with food with my kids because although I don't eat meat, they still very much do. Although I'm not, I don't eat anything from fast food places. They still do, 
I don't think they do it as much now because I've tried to control when I'm with them and not give them that choice so often. But I do recognise that they're in a transitional period of coming away from takeaways, one that may take some time. But it does tie in with the Veganuary because the big thing in KFC for this month, specific, I know it's just this month, is they are offering a chicken substitute. So it's basically saying all the flavours of KFC, but no chicken. So we'll talk, we talk about, about that. Shall we talk about that later? Let's talk about it later because what I wanted to talk about first is we have decided this year with our podcasts um, on Better 24-7 and mine from Gareth Boot um, work podcast, is to do a little bit of research because we have talked in the past about things and we've mentioned things, but we wanted to back that up with some stats and maybe some of the science about around the things we talk about. Because when we were looking into this, I asked Sue a question, which is, you know, find out a little bit about Veganuary. We know we're, we're aware of it now, but when does it start? What kind of numbers of people took it, got involved? And you got some very interesting figures. Yeah, it started with um, less than 25,000 people signing up, and this year was 350,000. 350,000. I mean, it's a drop in the ocean, but if you remember the benefits... Um, to to other things just by people doing it for a month. Well, quite substantial. Just, just let's look at that then in, in real terms and in, in dates. So it started in 2014. It did. And there was less than 25,000 people. Yes. So the figures you've given me, there wasn't any figures available for 2015 or 16, but you did find 2017. Yeah. And then in three years from 2014 to 2017, it had gone up to 50,000, which is... An increase, mm-hmm. but not that significant really. It's still only 50,000 people. And when you think about that, that's less than the uh, capacity of Wembley Stadium. That's not <laughs> a lot of people. But something interesting then with the figures seemed to happen, and I don't know why this happened, but the figures in 2018 had gone from 50,000 in 2017. 2018, mm-hmm. it was 170,000 people took part, which is a big difference. Still not a lot of people. In the grand old scheme of things, but that's that's a that's a big chunk, one hundred twenty thousand the following year extra, and then two thousand nineteen last year, two hundred fifty thousand people took part. I thought it was more than that. No, two hundred fifty thousand people took part in two thousand nineteen. These are your figures you gave me. Oh no, it's, it was two thousand and twenty. It's two thousand twenty. This year, there are three hundred fifty thousand people taking part in Veganuary. So in less than well, in six years, it's gone from twenty five thousand to three hundred fifty thousand, and that is a big change and those stats are telling me that that's increasing year on year and i'm supposed i'm guessing that doesn't include people that are already on a vegan or a plant-based diet these people are trying it no these are people i think the stats were people that were that when they were going to give it a go they, mm. they, they were generally meat eaters and all the predominantly the, the pro their meat the, the was 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 animal products um so i think that's a big difference so first and foremost if, if you're listening to this there can be something happen when you start to hear the word vegan um and I know it because it happened to me a lot in the past, is you kind of think, oh, here we go. Then bloody vegans again. There's a very negative connotation around vegan. The yeah, word like vegan. there's trillions of them. <laughs> it's like one down end of the street. But I think the reason I mention it is I used to have that view on, on vegans. And why did you have that view? Honestly? Was it something the media had portrayed over well, the years? Well, I didn't know, any, did you I know didn't, any. I didn't know any vegans. I knew a handful of vegetarians. And I didn't have a lot of time for vegetarians either. Because something that used to happen if we go back probably five or ten years, when people were asked why they were vegetarian, they always said the same thing, you know, meat is murder. You know, and it came out that it was all about the animals. And 
I understand that's why they did it. Um, I also always found people that were vegetarians to be quite miserable. Look quite unhealthy. Well, they, they did look very unhealthy. And most of the vegetarians I knew were overweight. This was just a fact. And I couldn't correlate that between I'm, I'm eating vegetables and I'm, I'm overweight. Perhaps they weren't eating vegetables. Well, again, we're going to talk about this because we have to question. When we use the word vegan or we use the word vegetarian, you know, just using those words doesn't make the diet those people eat healthy. Um, and the other thing I didn't like about this, um, the vegan specifically, was they all, they all had, it had a very hippie connotation to it. Do you know what I mean? The only, the only place I ever saw vegan anything offered back going back five or six years was a place like Head and Bridge. Where they kind of knit their own yogurt. <laughs> You've stolen that. I have me, stolen that from my you. dad, my dear old father. But you just tend to see people there, which were which were, were very they were very eccentric looking, you know. They had weird and wonderful hairstyles, loads of body piercings, some kind of very, I don't know, Indian looking tattoos, and and they all taught. And there was this this kind of was a smell in vegan shops as well. You know, you have that smell when you go into all people's homes. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you must have that smell in your grandma's house. There's always a whole person smelling in the house. My grandma had this house. You'd walk in, it just smelled of old people. Well, there's a place I used to have this smell associated with veganism. So I didn't particularly think anything of vegans. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I never, ever would have considered myself somebody who would That is a lot of conditioning, it. though, because one of the big changes is celebrities becoming vegan. People And people like Bill Clinton... Once people who are not the stereotypical types come out, it changes the way that we look at it. So we were kind of conditioned to think in a certain way based on nothing really quite concrete. I think you always, I think as well, conditioning goes two ways. It's not just what we think, it's emotions attached to certain things. You know, I mean, I know when we first started seeing each other, one of our kind of favourite meals was was a steak. Mm. You know, we used to have steak and chips. Or, and red wine. Well, I didn't drink the red wine. You did back then. <laughs> um, but having that kind of feeling around steak, it was always seen as like, I suppose maybe because of the kind of way I was brought up and where I was brought up. Mm. You know, a steak dinner was perceived to be quite, you know, a big deal. You know, we didn't have steak. And the more and we, steak, the better. Well, for the me, I mean, I, you, you should know when, when I first met you, my kind of claim to fame was I could eat a 38-ounce T-bone steak. <laughs> you wondered why I wanted impressed. And I thought you'd be impressed and you weren't. <laughs> I was like, why would you want to eat that? I know, but, but, but that, that again, it is that conditioning. We once but, went to a restaurant, you had a standoff, didn't you, with a guy who was eating the same yeah, size he, steak. Um, he didn't he have to, like, leave? He, he left, he just <laughs> left, because I embarrassed him with my eating prowess. <laughs> but again, that, I think it was a very, it was almost perceived to be a very macho thing for me. You know, many ate steak and we ate a lot of steak. And, and looking back now, I can see that some of their actions in mine were a little bit silly. You know, they weren't silly. No, they, they, just... they're silly now when I look back because they, they were. Even back then they were silly. Can I just ask you though, you know, like before you met me and you used to eat big steaks and that. Yeah. Were there some women that were um, impressed? I don't know. <laughs> so you didn't even know? I didn't even know. I, I just, I love to eat meat. Growing up for me, eating meat was a big part of our our family's enjoyment. Um, in, no, I wouldn't say even enjoyment. It was what we did together was eat. My father, who was a big man, um, you know, and, he, and I would have to say my father was overweight for most of his life. Um, certainly in the last years of his life, he lost a little bit of weight, but he was still a very big man. And, you know, he was very much into eating meat. And when we ate meat, we ate a lot of meat. You know, you would never see a small 
beef dinner on our table it would be a huge you know four of beef or we'd have big amounts of steak and everything we had was big quantities and and that never left me so when I entertain people which is when me and you are different if I'm cooking a meal for friends that come round or family there tends to be a bigger quantity of food than if you're preparing I make I make enough food so there's just enough yeah and I always like <laughs> but I always had that thing about abundance of food it's the one thing that as I say was a big part of me growing up that we always had these big gatherings and when the gatherings happened there was always a lot of food and a lot of that food was was meat you know, specifically beef. We, we ate a lot of beef in our house um, and lamb. And my father was very good, although he wasn't by trade a butcher, he was very good at butchery. So, he, you know, lambs would appear in the house, not live lambs, you know, butchered lambs. And we would we would take a full lamb and cut it up. And I learned a lot about meat and how, it, how, how to butcher it and how to cook it and prepare it. So meat played a big part of my, not just my childhood, but kind of most of my adult life. I suppose it did with you. I mean, you know, you were a bit different. You always used to do something in a restaurant I, I would never have done. You always sometimes used to order fish. Yes. And, and I never, I never reckon, if I go out, I went out for a meal, I would never have used fish as, a, as an option, you know, unless it was a starter. And I never used chicken as an option. I used to think, why are people eating out chicken we, when you can cook it at home and it's well, not that special? Well, I think that was fish. And I always felt funny paying because you always found <laughs> the fish was about the same price as steak. So why would I want, you know, why would I have a piece of sea bass? Because fishermen risk their lives to I'm bring not, you fish. I get that. But I never saw the monetary value in fish and thing. Anyway. That's where we were. And we ate a lot of meat as a couple. When we first met each other, we had a lot of meat restaurants we went to. So we were very much meat eaters. And I first became aware of veganery probably in about 2016. It started to become something as the internet increased, as Facebook became more popular, sort of 2010 onwards. And then they started mentioning it on there. So I was aware of veganuary, but I never took any notice of it. But I think it did change into in probably 2017. So that was the first year, I think, veganity, and gone to the figures here, that's when it went up to, there were 50,000 people on it. But it was still popular and mentioned. Mm. So... And it's become very popular. It has become popular. And I think there's a reason it's become popular, which is what I hope will come out of today's podcast. Um, it's because I think when you try something, you, you don't really know what it means. It's a name, a vegan, what does that mean? It means eating vegan for the whole of the month. So let's make it clear what vegan is. For those of you who don't know, it's, it is not eating any meat. So no fish, no chicken, um, no beef, no lamb, any, any kind of Eggs. meat. Cheese, no, milk. M- no animal products also, no cheese and no milk. Or anything containing animal products. Yeah, so so, so the difference between vegetarianism, vegetarianism is just taking meat out of your diet. And but, fish. And fish, but you can still eat... Dairy. Dairy, which then opens up pretty much everything else that hasn't got meat in it. So anything sweet generally will not have any meat product in it. So all cakes, um, chocolate, um, sweets, they will all have... Um, some element of they'll be vegetarian mm. except those that have beef gelatin in them which can be in some sweets but realistically so you've got the difference between the vegan a vegan doesn't consume anything that has come from an animal including honey mm-hmm. and granulated sugar things like that that they use bones to filter it through which i didn't know i didn't know that and i I wonder how many vegans know that and satsumas um some satsumas are covered in shellac to keep them shiny and uh, make them look nice and that comes from beetles 
Is that where shellac comes from? That yeah. stuff you put on your nails? No, don't get confused. Shellac you put on your nails is a trademark. It's All a right. name. It's nothing to do with shellac. It's not crushed beetles. No, it's not crushed beetles. Oh, there you go. You can have your nails shellacked in, in peace. Mm-hmm. From so, what I understand, I mean, somebody might want to tell me differently, but I tend to do a lot of research when I'm interested in something. Right. I don't want to be... Not that, do, not that I have shellacked nails, but um, it was interesting to know that it, it's just a trademark. Okay. So our first experience of Veganuary would have been last year. Mm-hmm. So because in 2017, no, 2018, I'll get these figures right, these dates right. 2018, we decided to go for a month and remove our meat. And that wasn't specifically, we didn't say we'd go vegan. We'd seen a film, hadn't we, on Netflix yeah, I, I was becoming more and more uncomfortable with um, what I was eating. It, it played on my mind, not to the point where I actually did anything about it, but it was beca- I, it was I was becoming more aware that it didn't feel like for me the right thing to do. Tell us a bit more about that because I think that came from that came from the the work you were doing. Because yes. what in two thousand and seventeen you became uh, I became a qualified yoga instructor. And then in 2017, into 2018, that kind of you did a lot. You did a lot of research, not just in did, the asanas did, and the did, moves, um, but you did a lot of looking into the the, yoga the limbs, the fact the eight limbs of yoga. And uh, you know, just about every yoga teacher you meet will be a, at least a vegetarian, because one of our um, philosophies is not to harm um, any living being. So of course, you can't be killing and eating them. And I think the cheese thing, the dairy thing has come because we just thought it was a product from an animal and it didn't harm the animal. But when you start looking into that, that is not true. So I was becoming uncomfortable and I, and I, I was bothered about mentioning it because I knew you'd roll your eyes and get a bit chimpy. <laughs> <laughs> like I would be forcing you to do it. Um, but you didn't. You said, well, um, that's fine. I shall support you. Good cause. But I ain't doing it, which was fair enough. I never expected you to. No, I mean, I've, you've always supported me in things I've done. Some some stuff which has been, you know, a bit daft at times, but you've always supported me. And I always wanted to give you that support. And I, re- I remember it vividly because I believe we had a discussion. And I believe it was one Thursday afternoon. Yeah, and then I did something a bit naughty. I um, encourage you to watch. A film. Well, that was what you said to me. You said, I want to do this. What do you think? And I said, well, I'll support you, but I'm not. I'll not be doing it. Um, and I kind of, in the back of my mind, my thought was to maybe eat meat outside the house while yeah. you were going through this period. I thought, well, you know, at home we'll eat vegetables, but I can always go out and have a um, a bit of chicken with my kids and, and, and I can eat a pie from the local corner shop, should I, re- should, you know, should I want to. But then you, you encouraged me to watch a film on Netflix. And Fox this film is Fox Over Knives. Now, if you haven't heard about this film, and it's, there's a book as well, but Fox Over Knives... Became somewhat of a hit. Um, most people will have heard of it. It's and it's not actually promoting veganism. It's promoting plant based. Well, that's that's why I mentioned it because when we health when reasons. we started this and we had our first experience not eating animal products, it wasn't specifically vegan. We'd gone to no. it was plant based, mm. and I'd this was four o'clock. He told me about this. I'm going to stop eating meat. Fine, I'm going to support you. And I think about six o'clock, I went to bed and we started to watch. Don't tell everybody we go to bed at six o'clock. We do go to bed at six o'clock. My mother asked me what we did in bed at that time. Tell to mind your own business. <laughs> That's what I did. I said, mind your own business. 
We lay on beds of nails <laughs> yeah, and, we do and, now. and watch episodes of The Crown. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, we do. No, we, we went to bed specifically early because we are supposed to give people some background <laughs> into this, right? We don't have a TV in the house. And at some point, not too far ago, we were awake between four and five. Yeah, we used to get up very early, but we don't have a TV in the house. So the only way we have to watch anything is we have a monitor in the bedroom, which is like a computer screen, which is hooked which up to... Which we still don't watch that much. We don't, but it's Apple TV and we choose that. If we ever want to watch a film, we go on to Netflix. So yeah. we, although we don't watch TV, we do watch the occasional thing on Netflix. That's our form of visual entertainment in the bedroom. <laughs> This is going all this could all go horribly wrong right, with this back conversation. To the film. Back to the film. Mm. Forks over knives. So we started watching that film about six, six thirty. Within half an hour of watching that film, I was sold. I you thought You were like, I I aren't eating meat anymore. I eat meat. I'm, it's I'm horrible. Gonna... You it was know, a cow. It's a funny thing you mentioned to me. I I still don't have a massive issue with meat and, and people eating meat and, and also meat being reared for food. I'm going, to, I'm going to give some detail on this because this is very important because this, this is my personal philosophy on it. The thing that upset me most on that film was the way we, we got milk out of cows. Now, it's, you know, we see pictures in the back good old days of some woman in a, in a frilly outfit with a little pail over milk her shoulders, made. you know, t- pulling away the teat and, mm-hmm. beautiful, and some happy looking cow. The reality of the situation is the way we produce milk is... For me, it was barbaric, the fact we take these young calves away from the mothers. They took the calf away and, and they were mom, crying. And got right and upset. I got upset watching it. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get upset easily. So that that got me thinking about I'm not happy with the fact I'm, I'm eating anything like that. So milk and cheese. And I've got to say, I loved cheese. So I said, no, I ain't that no more. And the, on the film as well, there was also, yeah, we produced eggs. Mm. And when I saw the way eggs were produced with these battery ends and stuff, I mean, again, I thought this is just ridiculous. So there's two things came from it for me is I do believe in the past and I still think there are people that rear hens and have milk. You can take milk from a cow and not harm its children. There are farms that do that. Can you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot more ethical farming being done. Still, we could argue that all the milk should go to the cow. And I think we should also argue that, you know, Milk is really good for, for baby small cows. baby cows. We should not really be consuming it. There's many reasons why, we, and there are some there are some stats, statistics coming out now, and some research saying that this has got an impact on certainly on cancers potentially because you know we shouldn't really be drinking it. Um, I don't want to get into that. That's not what this is about. It's about veganuary. But what I will say is, I couldn't understand after watching the film. I thought, why would you not be vegan or plant based? Why would you be vegetarian? So if, if you're saying that for, for ethical reasons you don't believe that animals should suffer, how on earth can you eat cheese? I asked a vegetarian why he was a vegetarian and he said for animal suffering. So I said, but what about dairy? And he just said, oh, I've never really thought about that. Oh, I couldn't give it up. I really enjoy it. Right, well, I think that's interesting because I, I do I did feel that we, there are still some people that produce good quality meat and it's and it's reared correctly and it's butchered correctly. And yes, at the end of the day, the animal has to be um, killed to eat the meat. But but I did I don't think we can put the difference. Uh, we can't look at the two things and say right, there's meat produced ethically and there's milk produced ethically and eggs produced ethically, which all may be true. 
Because the reality is the meat we've consumed, majority of it from supermarkets and the things we buy locally, none of that comes from those places. They're coming from very high-yielding meat farms and dairy farms. So it, it, the milk thing upset me. It's as simple as that. So that, that got me into having a go with you. So we did October, didn't we? We did. Going into November. I remember that because one of the things that we fell into was the fact that we had um, we had a, we had to go to a pie and pea dinner. Yeah, but I do think we've talked about night. this before. We have talked about it. So let's, but let's just mention it again. So we ended up finding that throughout the month of October, how did we find it? How do we find that month without meat? I personally found it easier than I thought. I, I, I have to... Agree with you. Yeah. I, I concur. It was. It was. It, I didn't find it difficult at all. The only. The only. When I say I found it easy, we didn't. We did eat quite simply. When you start cooking meals and you're entertaining and you've got guests coming, you have to relearn how to cook. You've got to have a completely different way of looking at cooking solely with uh, in a plant-based way, without the meat element or the, yeah. the fish or whatever. And I found I had to be a bit more creative. And some things like a, a cheese-type sauce for a lasagna, you know, boiling your cashews and whizzing them up and was a little bit more time-consuming. Or it seemed it at the time, not so much now. That month went well. We came into November, we ended up going back to eating meat. We did this experiment. I think we both agreed it wasn't as difficult as we thought, but I don't know whether it was not difficult because we only had to do it for a month. Mm. I could which have been, is what, which is what January, January. So I wonder if that is, it, it does, it, you can maybe, you can do most things for a month or give most things up for a month. But then we, I suppose the one thing that probably changed us quite a bit was having sun, uh, not Sunday, having Christmas lunch in 2018. Because... We'd we went gone to back. somebody's house. And it worked great. I didn't. And it, that, that's if anybody's listening and <laughs> meal follows, it's not your meal we're talking about here. It's just we didn't particularly enjoy. We didn't. We were, look, we I, were looking. I forward stayed to it. mainly plant based. Yes, you and did. You did really. Yeah, I did. You didn't had have the odd meal out with your kids. And when it came to Christmas Day, I felt I wasn't entrenched enough in in plant based, and also I didn't want to put anybody out. We'd been invited for Christmas lunch to to some friends before we decided to go plant based. So we felt that it wasn't appropriate at that time to, 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 we wanted to just drop it for the day. And I, for one, was kind of looking forward to some meat. Yeah, and, and it didn't It didn't deliver, deliver did it? no. And then I think something happened as well. We went for, I think we had a, did we have a steak once as well? Or was that in 2000? Yeah, that was after? early last year. Right, let's talk about that. We. You you said to me you were missing me and you needed some meat and blah 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 and you were miserable. So I just said let's go get some meat. I think you have to sometimes test and try. And I know vegans will not agree, but I think everybody's path is different. And if you get to your destination, you know your journey is different. And if you wanted some meat, um, we we went we we went to a. Uh, all you can eat. Well, they're not all you can eat. What are they? The Brazilian steakhouses, which we used to love going to, and we we went there. We haven't been for the best part of a year, and um, we want a good experience. We want a good experience because the thing, the, the reason I want to bring this this up is, we did Veganuary again in two thousand and nineteen, um, and it wasn't until it wasn't in January we went for this steak. It was in February, so we'd done. We'd done this kind of plant-based experiment based on forks over knives in October. 
that held a lot. We didn't have a lot of meat. The, the meat was reduced dramatically. And I think we agreed after that that we were going to have meat just on a once weekend, a week. once a week. Yeah. And we, we tried it once a week after Christmas, um, before January. We had a little bit of meat before Christmas in January. But I think we did, we did veganuary last year and it was a much bigger deal last year. And one of the things last year that made a big difference to veganuary in this country was a chain of shops that's a bakery. It used to be a bakery. I don't know what they class themselves as now, but it's still a bakery. It's Greg's. So if you're from the UK, you'll know what Greg's is. If you're not from the UK, Greg's is basically, it's it's it's, it's quite comical. People, it's like a sandwich yeah, shop. It's a sandwich shop. Pasties, but pasties, you basically sell pasties. So you get Yorkshire, you get, um, you get donuts, you get sort of steak pasties, cheese pasties, pizza Pasty pasties. pasties. People give them to the kids for breakfast and stuff. Not all people do that. Some <laughs> people do that. But they brought out a vegan sausage roll and it became somewhat of a hit, didn't it? Yeah, they, they kind of they sold out or something on the first morning that they brought them in. I mean, it was staggering. It was staggering that this one thing became, and even people that were eating, we just wanted to try them. People wanted to know, what it, oh, what's this about? And that, I think, had a big impact in people, even considering trying vegan food. Because if you eat, and I have eaten them, I haven't eaten them very often. Cause I tried one a couple of yeah. weeks ago. They're all right. They're good. They're all right. If I'm honest, I've eaten a lot of Greg's proper sausage rolls in the past. Um, they're, they're no different. They're, they've still got that salty taste. They don't <laughs> the, have the fat taste. They though, don't do have they? the fat taste. So this had a big impact. So Veganer last year was the first time sort of somebody stepped up and said, yes, we're going to do these products. And there was also an increase in supermarkets producing these vegan alternatives for last um, Veganuary. A lot more plant-based stuff. Plant-based milk's become a lot bigger now. I've noticed it had gone up in price a little bit in the supermarket. Well, that's because they're just shitheads and they'll take advantage. <laughs> no, but this is what supermarkets do. Do you know? Don't get me onto supermarkets. The, the, the stuff, give it a couple of weeks after Veganuary, all the stuff will go down in price again. The vegan mayonnaise and the vegan this, the vegan that. What I found interesting about last Veganuary was, as I said, that Greg's did this. People, even without being... Veg, wanting to go vegan or vegetarian tried the passes and it got a good write-up and it's, even now it's in fact this year they've added another thing to it you can now get a vegan steak bake no steak bake is that what it's called a no steak bake mm. okay so it'd be a similar kind of taste just no steak but what's interesting with this for me is there are people producing these things so i've already said this today i have tested out the the kfc um chicken burger. Chick, no, chicken, no burger, chicken burger no chicken burger we've tried the greg's pasties um, we have bought some plant-based um, burgers and we've also had plant-based sausages so Linda McCartney sausages are the ones we tend to have which I don't believe are completely vegan I don't know what's in them that doesn't make I them vegan I think the sausages are are they? I think so there's a burger that isn't there's but a burger anyway whichever way you've missed it. It. the worst Linda McCartney's the stuff is vegetarian I suppose in some cases it will be vegan and it was interesting that this is what people are pushing out there. And then I started to realise why a lot of maybe the people that I'd known in the past that were vegetarians or vegans didn't look always that healthy and some had the tendency to be overweight. Because everything we've talked about there, a Greg's pasty, we've talked about KFC um, burger, we've talked about the Linda McCartney sausages, we've, there's Linda McCartney roast, there's the plant-based alternative meats, these are all versions of fast food and junk food. They're all processed. They're processed. 
And that takes me back to what, the way we first started this journey when we were looking at that and the forks over knives. Plant-based, and specifically with them, whole food plant-based. No processed There's food. no processed food whatsoever, including oil. No, no oil. So so the thing with Veganuary for me is it gets people this concept that we don't need to eat meat. We can survive without it. There was something really interesting today that, because protein, or producing soya, is a big part of the vegan, vegetarian world. They've now found a way to produce something that in, they say within five years will be as cheap to produce as, as, as soya. Mm. They, can make, um, they can make this food substitute out of thin air. There's something that they collect from molecules that, that come off this air. You'd have to read it. But what I'm saying is people now are starting to look at new ways to produce food without, without animals involved in it. So some form of protein or some form of kind of, if you can't plant-based something without any animals involved. And they're doing it because they say we can't continue to do this and have a planet. Mm-hmm. But Veganuary got people considering just saying doing 30 days, try without meat. I've, I, I'm thinking our accountant, she did it and she's still plant-based, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I've got to say that um, knowing the, the ladies I do, and if she listens to Claire, hello, Claire, accountant, good accountant. If she... She went on that and stuck with it, and her family didn't follow suit, so she 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 did it by herself. Um, who else have we known that's gone plant based? A few more we've seen on this Facebook feeds. Yeah, or the kind of um, moving into it. They're the moving into it. A lot it. more plant based meals. Let's look at the good things and the bad things about veganuary. So let's let's first foremost think about what. Why do we think veganuary has continued to increase, increase in its popularity? So we've gone from 25 to 50 to 170 to 250 to this year, 350,000 people. And you you kind of mentioned some things that you'd found and reasons why you thought it had got popular. Mm. Can you remember what they are? I've made some notes. Have so you? If, if you don't um, mention them, I'll, I'll pull you up on them and tell you. The reason it seems to have been popular is because the way it's run, I can't remember the couple that started it. There's There's a man and a woman that started it. It's done in quite a light-hearted manner. So you, you sign up, you get recipe sheets, you get some support. And it, it's quite a light, sort of a fun-filled sort of thing that they do. They don't look at showing you animals being abused or, you know, all that horrible, like, shocking stuff. They tend to make it a little bit softer. So it's more, it's more acceptable. The fact it's a month, like you say, most people can do anything for a month. So at the end of the month, they can come off it without anybody questioning them, without feeling bad, without thinking, oh, I can't stick to this. It's just a month. Um, so I think there's a lot there's a lot going on there where people find it's a, ch- a personal challenge for them. People like challenges. Yeah, you also, um, you mentioned a point that we think is interesting. One of the reasons I didn't like veganism was I saw them activists. And I think you can't sometimes associate activists with a cause because every cause sometimes has some band pots in it. I mean, I remember once watching a programme where there was the guy, I don't know where he was, I think he certainly was in, it might be Norway, it, it wasn't in the UK, but it was in some kind of Eastern European company, country or that neck of the woods. And there were like people outside his, his meat place, like with placards and throwing paint on his windows. And I I felt that that was my, that was my belief of what vegans were very judgmental, very critical. Um, I'm trying to think of a term without using the term knobhead. 
so that's what I just thought they were knobbeds. I thought, what are Activist, you doing? What extremists you, I, I, never get the point across. No. There's a much better way. And I, I think the people that that's started this So this is a different way. They're doing it a different way. So, they, call, they, call, yeah. they say things like, you know, hey, this is Eric. And there's a picture of a cow. You know, let's leave Eric alone for, t- for this month. <laughs> well, you, you've got some figures. And I think this, is, this, is, this staggered me, I've got to say. And we'll share it with our listeners. Is that this year... In the one fact month, they, this that... year, three hundred fifty thousand people taking part in Vig January. They estimate that there are three hundred fifty people not three hundred fifty thousand people not eating meat, just in one month alone, will have saved the CO two emissions of the equivalent of four hundred fifty thousand airplane flights, and and it will save the lives of one million animals. That's a lot of animals in one month. Bear in mind. I know this, the figures are much bigger and, and maybe the events around why these animals have died are much bigger. Um, but in, in Australia, the where there's um, horrendous fires, you know, we're talking about multiple millions. In fact, I think it's getting towards a billion animals have been, have lost, have, been lives. have lost their lives. And we find that horrific. But yeah, we don't correlate yeah. the eating the meat for just 350,000 people. Yeah. So if you think about that, if we get shocked at one, one billion animals, let's say one billion animals, because if you say 350,000 people, have, have, by 350,000 people not eating meat for one month, times that by 10, so 300, 350 will become 3.5 million people not eating, which is not a lot of people as far as the entire population of this country is concerned. That would be the kind of a, of a billion animals being lost in a month just by eating them. Mm. And yet in, in Australia, we think it's, oh, we don't want to. And you said something, and I think this is really important, even now, we're conditioned not to see what we eat on a plate as an animal. We don't tie those two things together. As a, as a child, you're given meat to eat. And we and just it's eat it. Food. It's meat. So people say, oh, that's chicken. It's food. And it's, it's food. Not you don't an then think, well, that, that's a living being. No. I, f- I think the other thing with Veganio is it's a very, it can polarize people, can this concept of eating meat and not eating meat. There's, I think when you're only of... doing it for a month, people tend to leave you alone. Well, it's, it's they a kind challenge. Of think, oh, they're just doing it for a month. I think people love challenges. That's why, and we're going to just mention this briefly about your drinking. You've not drunk now for what is it, 170? How many days? It was 173 days. And you've done that. But one thing that has become popular is this one year, no, no beer. beer. It's the idea of just not drinking for one year. And again, I know people that have done that, and the the results have been staggering. Now. If you know my backstory, and most people listen to my podcast will or know me will that I had a drink problem in the in the nineties, and um, which reared its head again in the in sort of two thousand and fourteen. Um, I found back then that that it, it's difficult to stop drinking, and the only option I had to stop drinking when I was looking to stop drinking was you had to go into rehab and, and all these kind of things, and then all of a sudden now people are starting to recognise actually I don't want to drink as much. How do I do that in a in a way that's supportive and fun? So so one year no beer became that thing, and just like Veganuary, they've made it lighthearted. It's all about you know chumming up. It's all about a challenge rather than it feeling like um, what's what I'm looking for. Rather than it feeling like a chore, it's actually something you can enjoy. You can enjoy going one year without no beer. You can enjoy doing one month without meat. I think there's a key point here. You have to make it lighthearted and you have to make it acceptable. And what vegans who are, let's call them the proper vegans, whatever they are, when people criticise anybody for even making some change to the diet and removing meat, 
by saying you're not vegan enough. That's what's causing the problems here. The reason vegans aren't well accepted is because some of the vegans are quite ridiculous in the way they do it. But, you know, perhaps that is the vegan philosophy and it's it's hard-hitting and that's right for those people. But if it's right for them, they should at least start to recognise that veganity is a big deal. I'll tell you why this came up. This this all goes back to KFC again, right? <laughs> you and your and, KFC. Well, do you know, I need to make Were it clear. excited about that burger? I don't eat a lot of KFC, but I have always enjoyed the taste of Kentucky Fried Chicken. I have to say, I've always it's always given me indigestion. Whenever <laughs> I've eaten, always from being a kid, every time. Because you know that the chicken's never, you know, it's not, I love the skin. They're not happy chickens. If I could have gone in there and bought, can I have a box of the skin, just the skin eh, and the stuff? That oh, sounds horrible yeah. now. It's the best bit of it. Somebody had put a post, and I feel for the girl, actually, because this young lady had put a post on, somebody had mentioned, oh, KFC are bringing out the burger. And this woman had kind of weighed into it, saying, this is not right, we shouldn't be vegans, vegans. And bear in mind, this is a lass on Twitter that has 250 followers, follows 250 people. So from Twitter's perspective, she's not exactly a player. She's just somebody who's got a Twitter account. She got 190 comments all <laughs> kicking her saying, this is the problem with vegans. This is why no more people will join what we do because you're having a go at them now for not being vegan enough. This is just the kind of thing we should be doing, encouraging. You know, don't knock it. Go buy one because if we sell more vegan options, then more vegan options will go into the shops. What seems to come out now from a lot of sensible people that do follow a vegan diet is we have to go out and buy these products even if we don't agree with 100% what the shop is doing, the more people that buy the product, the more need there is for that product, the more chance there is that that product will stay on the shelves. Can I just say something? Well, it's podcast, of course you can. Right. I'm guessing she said that a vegan would not go into a fast food place that cooked meat and chicken. Yes. Right. So do vegans not go to supermarkets that sell meat? And animal products. Of the 190 comments, <laughs> I reckon 100 of them said exactly that. That's exactly what they said. That's why an element, a thing was completely flawed. He said, hang on, if you buy your vegetables from a Sainsbury's, they sell meat. What's the difference? What a lot of people are seeing now is things like Veganuary are a gateway into something. You can try it for a month. And if at the end of the month you weren't happy with it or there was something that you didn't enjoy about it, you'll go back. I want to... I want to say something that's quite bold. You see that? A bit of a pause there for the suspense. <laughs> what are you going to say? Dramatic pause. I think even if you do Veganuary, and within Veganuary, and if you use that time also to look at some of these films like Forks Over Knives, maybe Game Changers, do some research into why people choose to eat no meat and look at some of the things around that. I guarantee if you do that, you will not eat meat the same after January. You might go back to eating meat, but you won't go back to eating so much. You will certainly question where your meat is being produced. And I, I think people now are just starting to eat less meat because of this. There's more facts coming out. And these facts are quite hard eating. The one thing the Fox Over Knives mentions is a, is a study that one of the guys who was in the documentary, and I'm not going to, I think his name was it Dr. Ethelstein? Ethelstein. Ethelstein, Ethelstein. We should know that. We should. Sorry, Dr. Ergenstein, <laughs> Ethelstein, whatever your name is. These, he did a study called the China Study, and it showed where... Oh, that's not him. That's his, his okay. partner. Who oh, is it? <sighs> right. Whatever he's called, the book's called the China Study. Hang on a minute. I've got a computer here. What am I doing, Sue? 
I should just check this out. Tell them about the China study while I'm doing this. It was um, a long-term study done in China. Was it rural China? Um, and the Americans sent scientists there to do um, a report on why there was um, a high percentage of liver cancer. And they thought it was because people weren't getting enough protein. They weren't eating enough meat. Uh, and it went into something else. And he was a doctor. He is a doctor. And he also was brought up on a dairy farm. So what I found out by doing the China study really um, knocked him for six. What's his name? His name is Colin Campbell. Colin Campbell and his son is involved as well. Is it Colin Campbell? Is it Thomas Campbell? I put by T. Colin Campbell. Colin Campbell. Thomas Colin Campbell, that's his name. Thomas Colin Campbell. Colin Campbell. Campbell. Colin Campbell. <laughs> just, just to read this, because this actually does it quite nicely in, in one sentence. The China study examines the link between the consumption of animal products, in brackets including dairy, and chronic illnesses such as coronary heart disease, diabetes, breast cancer, prostate cancer and bowel cancer. The authors concluded that people who eat a predominantly whole food, plant-based diet, avoiding animal products as main source of nutrition, including beef, pork, poultry, fish, eggs, cheese and milk, and reducing the intake of processed foods and refined carbohydrates, hydrates, hydrates, will escape, comma, reduce or reverse the development of numerous diseases. They write that eating food that contains any cholesterol above zero milligrams is unhealthy. So that's that's pretty much what this... Yeah. Uh, this is a massive amount of... Uh, yeah, because the, what, what they're saying is that the plant-based diet, it can reverse heart disease. And I don't know if... They have done their own study. Um, everything, you know, you can read anything and find out anything to support your own beliefs. But it does seem to be quite conclusive. Veganuary is a chance to try something. It's a chance to give yourself a period of time to think about the nutrition. What I did want to mention was when we were doing the notes and just before we started doing this, having this little kind of catch up before we did it. What I believed it did for me, and I know it did for you, it, it, it shone a light on how I ate and what I ate and also how our food was produced. So, I mean, I suppose the one thing we should say is last year we, we stayed pretty much plant-based all year round. We didn't go back to eating meat. No. We have had a cage of eating fish. Mm-hmm. And we're in a position now where we are contemplating where fish sits in our diet. Mm. Um, we we do believe at the moment, certainly me, that I don't see myself going back to eating meat anytime soon. Um, I have started to be a bit more realistic when I go to places and, and look at the options. Sometimes it is very difficult if you're eating out not to eat some element of vegetarian food, which could include... Yeah, especially if you go to Italian restaurants y- in this country. You've got to have a pizza. But but again, for the amount of times I go to an Italian restaurant and a pizza place, I'm not going to start getting flippy with having a margarita. But we are looking at fish as well. So we're mentioning veganuary because not that we're promoting it and saying everybody should be vegan. Um, or I think plant-based. Or plant-based. What we're saying is just get the, you'll get the chance to look at your diet, look at the way you fuel your body and ask questions, you know, could you do it differently? The one thing that I have to agree on, whether you whether you eat meat or don't eat meat, whether you choose to eat dairy or not choose to eat dairy, you have to look at 
the sugar element and the processed element of what you are eating. There are some things out there which would stagger you to believe, you'd be staggered to, to, you'd be staggered to know that certain items on the shelves now are vegan. You know, so a vegan can eat them. So we think, oh, vegans, vegans are healthy. Let's talk about vegans, things. Doritos, are they a vegan? I believe they are. Well, there was the um, talk of the palm oil. Uh, vegans don't have palm oil right. either because okay. of what it does to the animals. We know the other one, which is definitely vegan, is Oreos. Yes. And there's a set of packets of crisps that I eat. And if you're from the States or other countries, you might know of them. But in this country, they're called wheat crunches. Bacon wheat crunches. These are bacon wheat crunches and they are actually vegan. So there's a list you can find online if you do it accidentally vegan food and you'd be shocked what's on there but it's all processed rubbish. The biggest change that came in my diet last year and the biggest change in my weight, because I dropped a lot of weight and how I felt, was when we took our week away in in Ibiza. And that week we did eat pretty much all freshly prepared. There was nothing... We had no sugar. There was no sugar. Nope. We had no processed food. Everything we had, we made ourselves... So we made salads, we, we made rice dishes. And again, you could argue that to some degree rice is processed. But this idea really of the biggest impact was I felt so much more energy from eating no meat. I couldn't believe the difference. Veganuary is a chance for you to experience what it might be like. But if you're going to do it, don't just stick on the Greg's pasties and the, and the KFC chicken, alternative chickens or the no meat burgers. Try to eat more. Overweight and sick. But you do get overweight and sick. So I couldn't I could never understand. I understand it now because a lot of the stuff that is perceived to be vegetarian and vegan is not good for you. The obvious choice, if you go to Italian and you you not you don't eat meat, what do you have? You have a margarita pizza. That's it. That's it. You might agree with a a vegetarian lasagna, which again, you know, I have to question some of the health benefits of, of all that. If you haven't seen the film Forks Over Knives, you really should. And if you're one of these people that just sat there think, in fact, you won't be th- you won't be listening now if, if you because by now you'd have got pissed <laughs> off. Gone. You'd have it's not like this lunatic talking about food. I think there's a tipping point coming. Do it. What are you doing? Sorry. Well, those on YouTube can see you putting your feet on me, but uh, so Sue's putting her feet on me. Estella McCartney shoes. They're vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you? <laughs> Tell me why they're vegan. What's not being done? What? Why are they? There's no leather on them, is there? No. No. Okay. And they're produced ethically, and they use materials that do not contribute to the deterioration of our planet. I like that. Well done, Stella McCartney. Take a bow. Using this month of Veganuary or any month, just one month without animal products, I think will change your attitude towards your food. The way we eat. I mean. Next, what am I doing? I'm making... You're making an aubergine curry. I'm making an aubergine curry. Because I love to make curry. What we did when we stopped eating meat was we had to find an alternative to what I would know pretty much would have been chicken. I don't want people to think that we don't ever eat anything that's not pleasurable because we enjoy all our food, but I have got really into making vegan banana bread. Yeah, and I've got into Which making... does have sugar in it. It has maple syrup. No, it doesn't. It has, um, I put organic dark sugar in it and it just feel like a bit of a treat and it's not that bad because I make it myself as well so I know what's in it. Nothing you have ever cooked me or I've cooked for us in the time we have been plant-based has been bad. 
None of it I've thought that's horrible. So when people think, oh, you know, you can't eat meat, what a terrible way to live, they're just talking bollocks. And what, the, what do they say? You and that miserable diet. <laughs> well, we've had that mentioned before. I'm not, like, I don't want to drift into that because you're dealing here with some very um, uneducated people. And quite frankly, you know, I've, I will have conversations and I'm happy to have discussions, even heated discussions with people and talk about facts, figures. What I do know is from my perspective, we've been eating no meat for over 12 months now. I have never been healthier. I've never been more active as far as running and walking is concerned. You've, you look great, as you always do, but your skin looks great. Now, that might be a lot because you've cut out the alcohol as well. But we've never been healthier than we are now. And we're happy. We are happy. And, Most and, of the time. And we have, we have zero waste in the house. Veganuary got us onto a journey into looking at our food, which is we continuing. nothing. Nothing. There's never anything left in the house. Never anything left when we finish the meal. And you know, zero be- waste. Becoming creative in the kitchen as well is I can look in the fridge as to what's there and what's about to turn and go off well, and make something with it. Tonight we will turn two quids worth of, how much were them, them things? 60 pence. 60p aubergines and we've got? got four. All right, so we've got two pound two fifty worth of aubergines, a couple of cans of tomatoes, what a quid, you know, some spices. Literally, for less than six pound, I'm going to produce a curry tonight, which is restaurant quality. I mean, it's there'll be at least eight portions. Eight portions. You know, the, the way we're eating is actually cost effective. The food's great. We've got into batch cooking. The interesting thing about going and not eating plant or not eating meat is you don't have that kind of greasy oiliness afterwards and it, it tastes good cold or warm it doesn't like go off as quickly clean as no well. fat kicking about nothing so it, it's highlighted our cooking and we have to learn how to cook differently so i've become quite um happy at the moment making risottos i've started making a few risottos recently and little bits of things around pasta the curries it's an interesting journey we've been on and I wanted to mention this today and talk about Veganuary because if you've been kind of sat on the fence and thought, I wish I'd done it, and now it's, you know, well, what day is it now? Eighth. Oh, it's eighth. I've missed it. You haven't missed it. Just pick one month, any month, and just try not eating any animal-based products and see how you feel. I guarantee you're going to feel see some differences. If you're honest, if you're going to sit there and kind of look for reasons to be miserable, then you were miserable anyway. You'd be miserable eating meat, love. You know, you've got to be in a position where you give this a go. And don't just rely on shop-bought stuff. We watched a programme, again, interesting was this one, how one woman says, oh, it's expensive to eat vegan. It's expensive to eat vegan. And then we watched what she put in her basket. healthy as well, she said. Well, what she'd basically done is she'd gone out and decided not to eat meat and then she went to a shop to buy stuff and she liked buying vegan mayonnaise in tins, vegan chocolate cake, mm. vegan something else. She was buying fast food, vegan fast food. Well, A, that is going to be more expensive because fast food is. And also, not healthy for her. But having the ability to look at your diet now and say, I'm going to get the predominantly... The predominantly the, I'm going to get my calories predominantly from vegetables... Fresh, whole-cooked vegetables, what does that look like? That becomes a different thing altogether. And then all of a sudden your cost price does come down. I think Veganuary has been a success because it has become accessible. More people are doing it. And by these figures, what's going to be like in 2025? Yeah, and if you look at at the benefits to the planet from a month of 350,000 people extra... If you look at just being plant-based two, three days a week out of seven, that's going to make a huge difference. 
Doing Veganuary properly and doing a full month without it will give you a real idea of some of the benefits. I think you will find two things I found that stopping eating certainly cheese and chocolate did for me and high sugar products was it stopped me snoring. So if you listen to this and you, you snore or your partner snores, try getting them to cut out the sugar and, and the kind of the cheese. That'll affect snoring. The other thing it did is it gave me a lot more energy. I felt a lot more kind of bright. And I don't know why, because the two seem to be tied in. I've had a much more upbeat approach to life since I stopped eating meat. Yeah, no, you used to be quite grumpy. I used to be very grumpy. You used I, to wake up in a bad mood. Yeah. How can you wake up in a bad mood when you've been to sleep? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't see... I seem to have a lightness about me now, which... There could be a number of factors. I'm doing a lot yeah. more exercise. I'm doing a lot more running. I'm a lot better in, in me mindset, full stop. Well, that's what they were talking about. People that, ha that follow a plant-based diet tend to be generally motivated in other areas. So they probably are a, 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 an average, an ideal weight. They'll probably exercise. They'll probably get out more. They'll probably read more. You know, it's not just about the food. It's it's the whole of the lifestyle. But starting with Veganuary, it's, it's a great idea because it will give you an insight. What happened to me is after a few weeks, I started to feel very compassionate and not only compassionate towards animals, but more compassionate towards people as well. The feeling of, of going a whole day without having to eat animals had a, an emotional effect on me, which I wasn't... Um, it was important for you because your yoga practice has, in, has, has deepened and it was important that it did deepen because I think you've got much more effective at it. You're a very good yoga teacher now because you're looking at those things as well. You've got compassion for your students and that comes into the compassion you've got. You're always looking for ways to assist and help people. Um, I would say that you really need to use the concept of veganuary as a, okay, what would life look like without eating animal products? But just look at it like for today, for today, tomorrow, this but, week. But but ask yourself where where you think you might struggle. What is that one thing you think? Because the one thing I've got to say that I thought I would struggle with was cheese. Um, I can tell you now I didn't. Everybody says, how can you give up <sighs> bacon? And it is one of the easiest things to give up. I found bacon. I found cheese. I mean, you love cheese. You used to eat it all the time. I used to eat blocks of it. Maybe that's why I was miserable. I had some kind of cheese. Um, you know, it's addictive issue. though. It contains opiates. Does it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All I do know is I didn't miss the cheese, still don't miss the cheese. I have to say when I have a pizza, if I do choose to go out and I have to eat vegetarian, I have a pizza. It does. I, it, there is a big smack of flavour. I can see why people eat cheese, but it, I've not gone back to wanting to do it. The reason I've not gone back is I don't put down the fact that I'm healthier, slimmer, more positive, down to nothing other than better exercise and, and no no meat you should really watch if, you, if you're into your exercise or you're into being physically fit you need to watch the game changes it's a documentary on netflix it'll give you some of the science behind it as will forks over knives you've oh, got to try this an yourself interesting um, podcast as well what's that with joe rogan and the guy who wrote game changes oh, look, right and the other guy okay. who was a nutritionist right that was a really good podcast. I have spent a lot of time listening to Joe Rogan over the, the last 12 or 18 months. I think he's a very funny guy. I love his guests. He might not be everybody's cup of tea, but quite frankly, I enjoy listening to his stuff. And he's a very, um, I think he's very, got some very interesting comments, but he's an absolute fool when it comes to this meat-eating stuff. He's a, he's a, he pushes, 
He pushes people eating meat all the time. He doesn't want to give people and the idea of not eating meat even a thought. And I think that's the difference here. I, I choose not to eat meat. If you choose to eat meat, that's fine. All I do know is I know the benefits for me. I can tell you what the benefits to me are. And you can make your own decision based on that. I don't have a problem with eating meat. I don't I don't have a problem with meat being reared properly to be butchered and eaten. I do have a problem with mass production of meat. And I do have a, a, a certainly a problem with mass production of dairy and, 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 and eggs. And I've said that already in this podcast. But Joe Rogan doesn't give you the choice. He doesn't say it's okay to do your own thing. He almost takes, he takes the mickey. He makes people feel foolish for being vegetarian. And I think that's incorrect. And it's what you said earlier. If people are told something and said, you know, you're foolish for doing this, you're not going to change them people because you're going to get their backs up. To be told you're daft, you're all them choices you make are silly. All I say is this is what it's done for me. It might not work for anybody else. I do think so we are clear and so people are, we are being transparent in what we are talking about. We are starting to look at putting fish in once a week. We feel that's something we're okay with. We've got some places to source some decent fish. And the reality is I'm comfortable with that. I've always been comfortable with the concept of shellfish. I just have. And, you know, people can say, well, you're not vegan. I don't class myself as vegan. In fact, although we mentioned veganism and veganuary and whole food plant-based, our diet is a kind of collection of whole food plant-based with a small amount of fish protein now. Would you say that's correct? Yeah. But then we can go weeks without it. We can go weeks without it. And if we have to go out and eat somewhere, we will make a choice that's different. We won't eat meat. That's the one thing I won't do. And the reason, the way I get around that is, even if I take my kids out for chicken and chips, I've realised I can have something. I can have the chips. So I have the chips. And I I don't feel bad doing that. I won't eat the meat. That's my own personal choice. If you choose, that's perfectly fine for you. So we've come up with a term which I think is, we, we make we say we make the most sensible choice available to us at the time. So if we can eat whole food plant-based, we will. If we put some fish in, we will. We, so we, we call ourselves sensitarians. Sensible people. The sensible, it's like sensitarian. You make the sensible, most sensible choice you could make at the time. Sensitarian. In fact, I own that domain, sensitarian.com. If anybody's thinking of taking it. And you're not, because I thought of that name. <laughs> Choices of food have a massive impact on your well-being they have a massive impact on your mindset the two are tied in you can't think clearly and act clearly and behave clearly without having a body and a a system in your body like your your internal organs working properly and if you start filling them with any kind of rubbish and eating fast food heavy drinking smoking making poor choices that's going to affect your quality of life and if you don't understand that you know you maybe need to do some more research because the facts are out there now. The China study, I wouldn't say you read it because we bought it. It's a hell of a big book to read through. But by reading or watching something like Fox Over Knives, you'll get a good insight into what this is about, listening to Game Changers. Do bear in mind, though, just again in the kind of, just to be impartial, these are written by people from a standpoint of this is a good diet. So a lot of the figures will be turned towards their way of thinking best way is to try it yourself try one month try veganuary or whatever it might be just january february march whatever without meat and just be honest with yourself how did you feel i think you'll be pleasantly surprised any more thoughts Susan, before we wrap up anything else that you found interesting in your little bit of research this morning no i mean i could go on for hours and hours and hours because every time somebody throws something at me um the latest one of course is the b12 so then I start looking at B12, find out it's not actually um, 
a vitamin, it's um, a bacteria. So, but that's that's another podcast, Gary. Okay. I'm going to let aubergine curry cook him. It's going to be delicious. And um, I think I'm all talked out about Veganuary. Yes. If you are doing Veganuary, it's well done on you. I hope you've got some good results at the end of it. And, you know, if you have some experiences you want to share with us, drop us an email at tithegarethbook.com or better27.com and there's a contact sheet on both of those. Any questions you'd like to ask us about vegetarianism, veganism, food choices, whatever you like, we're open to anything. Um, Susan, thank you. I hope you don't feel too traumatised being recorded. And if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you. Um, if you've liked it, we're going to put more... Don't cover your face up now. It's been running for 104 bloody minutes. It's in the best side. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Sue, for taking part again. Thank you. And on this next podcast, take care. Bye-bye.